Hey, hey, fire starters. Welcome back. Are you ready for another epic episode? I say epic because our guest today is incredible. You guys, like I am just so over the freaking moon excited about this episode. So if you don't know her already, I am so pumped to introduce to you Keisha Fitzgerald. She's now Keisha Get Miri, and she is a very multi-passionate entrepreneur and incredible speaker and the host of the top-rated Empower Her podcast. And they actually now have the Empower Her conference as well, but the podcast has like 8 million downloads. It's insane the growth that she has seen over there. And it is because of this woman and her energy. Keish is incredible. If you have never been in a room with her, oh my gosh, find a way to get yourself there because she lights up a room and hint, hint, wink, wink. You may want to pay attention to some things that we're doing because you may see her in the future. But she has the most incredible energy. If you listen to the show regularly, you know, I am a big energy person and she puts my energy to shame. Let's just say that because she is so bubbly, so upbeat, so incredible, and really has this come with me. Let's get through this together approach to pretty much everything in her business and in her life. And that is what I really love about her and am just so passionate about um, the way that she approaches everything and the way that she really builds community. And so that's a lot of what we're getting into today. We're going to talk about all of those different ways that you get yourself unstuck, that you get out of your own way and start leaving those negative thoughts and those voices in your head, telling you that you're not good enough. You're not, you know, able to do this thing that you want to do and get away from that and get away from all of that self-doubt and not being afraid to put yourself out there, go after the thing, pivot, do what you got to do to start to see your vision come to life and really surrounding yourself with the right people and the right energy to help you do that. So we're getting into a lot of things in this episode. There's so many good juicy moments that I'm just so pumped about. So if you are ready to bring your big vision to life and ditch all of that negative self-talk, this is the episode for you. And I'm so freaking excited. So let's dive in with my girlfriend, Keish. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the females on fire podcast, the place to be. If you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on Fire is going live and in person with our first ever Females on Fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference, and we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days, but we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises, and of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference 
is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Hi, Keisha. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so much freaking fun. I'm I'm excited to dive in. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love your energy. I love everything you're about. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, Let's kick it off by just telling everybody a little bit about you for those who don't know you and how you got into entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of women listening in will be able to connect with my story and that I did the thing that I thought that I was supposed to do. And when I got there, I looked around and I thought, uh oh, (laughs) like, um, as in, you know, my situation was actually really good. And I think that can be a really tricky situation to be in when everything is good. And because you're a byproduct of the expectations of your peer group, you feel like something's kind of wrong with you if you're not grateful for what you have. And that's where I was at, where I did feel grateful because I had good career trajectory and good managers and good income, but I just felt like I was kind of in the wrong lane, but I didn't really know what to do. So my first job out of college was in corporate recruiting at an IT company. And I ended up quitting that job because I thought like, oh, this doesn't feel aligned. I need to do something else. And it was right before they were about to give me like a, a massive account that I would have, would have had what I was thinking of at the time. And some people might be able to connect with is like golden handcuffs where I would be stuck there because I'd be 22 years old making all this money, which sounds kind of weird to say now, but I just knew intuitively. I was like, I just don't want to feel stuck in something that doesn't feel aligned for me. And so I quit that job, ended up moving into an IT project management position where I was working with men that were predominantly 20 years older than me overseeing software developers. Uh, I mean, it couldn't like, like it couldn't be more unaligned for my actual personality. But again, I had really great managers. I had good career trajectory. I made good income. Um, but at that point I was like, okay, Kish, like you're feeling this feeling again, like this discomfort that often we want to wish away because it is so painfully uncomfortable telling you that you're on the wrong path. And I, but I didn't know what to do with it. And I knew at this point, I was like, well, I can't just quit my job again because I just got this job and it's a really good opportunity for me. I need to stay here. Like it made sense logically. So I decided to instead start, uh, start something on the side. So in January of 2014 was when I kind of toe dipped into entrepreneurship besides all of my little like Huckleberry jam stores and all the things I did when I was little, um, But I started with network marketing and I built that business on the side of a full-time corporate job. And the intention was for me to have another stream of fulfillment. It actually wasn't uh, another stream of income that I was super excited about. It was just like, I need to do something creatively where I get to figure out like who I am. I was, you know, 24 years old at the time. I was like, I just want to learn how to like use my voice. I want to impact people. Like, I just want to feel like more excited. And what ended up happening was I caught a vision of where I could go with that. So my now husband, Sina, and I moved from Seattle to New York City for him to go to NYU Dental School. And I started building that business before and after work. Then in um, New York, I was working at Google, which was the ultimate dream job on paper. Um, if I had to work in corporate America, I, like Google was amazing. I think at this point I'm unemployable. Um, but back then <laughs> I definitely was like, this is so amazing. Again, the ultimate test because I'm building this business on the side. I don't have any proof to look back on and say, see, last time I built a business, it worked out. I don't have anyone around me that's telling me like, yes, like you can do this. It was so in, like internal having to give myself these pep talks. And sometimes it felt like I was pushing a gigantic mantra trap tire up a hill. And I was like, is this actually going to work out? I don't know if this is a good idea. And, um, so I kept building it and I had a lot of joy doing it. And what happened was it started to really catapult. I figured out who it was that I really wanted to serve with that business was building it before and after work. And then it got to an opportunity cost situation where my side business in network marketing was making more than my full-time job at Google. And at that point I was like, okay, I don't have enough time in the day. I'm going to jump. And I was really excited about it. And what happened for anyone listening in, if you've gone from being in the corporate world to being a full-time entrepreneur, all of a sudden, 
I was taking so long to do anything <laughs> because I was used to doing it before work where like I had 20 minute chunks to get something done. And then all of a sudden I had so much time that everything was moving slow. And I started to really just have to figure out like, okay, how do I like manage my time better? How do I get more efficient at things? Um, and once I figured out those tweaks, it really kept growing and it was growing by about a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, which as you can imagine, then we, then Sina, my now husband graduated from New York, uh, from NYU dental school, we moved to San Diego. And at that time, the intention was he'll start his career and I'm going to figure out what else I wanted to do because that uncomfortable gut feeling that I felt back when I was in the corporate world started coming up again, but this time it was more confusing because at this point I was speaking on stages to 10,000 plus entrepreneurs at all these conferences. I was making more money than I ever imagined making. I was making more impact than I recognized. Like I, I, I it was just living this like situation where I was like, this is so great on paper, but internally I, I was like, I have to create something of my own. Like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And that was so hard because I would have these like ugly cries on the bathroom floor where my snot and mascara would get together in my mouth. And I'm like, Sina, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I not just happy with this business that so many people are asking me for advice about it? And so many people are like, I'd love to be where you're at. And I'm like, am I selfish? Like, am I ungrateful? Like, like I felt guilty to be honest. And then I decided, you know, you're gifted a vision for your life because you're the person that can figure out the how along the way. And you're the person who's supposed to step into it to show other people what's possible for their life too. Mm. And I recognize that I'm like, maybe I'm just this person who's always supposed to give up a really good and go for my version of really great and, and model that example to other people. So at that exact time, I was like, okay, well, I can't leave this because it was making more income than Cena was as a dentist. And he was just getting into his career. And I also felt a lot of guilt of leaving something that I had built up this brand around. And so I decided I'm not going to leave it yet, but I'm going to start something on the side again for more fulfillment. I'm huge on starting something on the side to like try it out. <laughs> and um, so I started my podcast, Empower Her, at the end of 2018. And the intention was I didn't feel like there were a lot of podcasts that were come with me. Let's figure this out together. I felt like there were a lot of shows where the hosts seemed as if they were, you know, three to five steps ahead of me. And they were talking backwards to me of like, Hey, don't worry. I navigated that a couple of years ago. And, I, and here I am on the other side. Yeah. I was like, what if there were more podcasts where someone just pulled back the curtain and was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with myself. Yeah. I'm so confused. Maybe I'll just take you along on the ride. And, um, when it's not being represented the way you think it should, I have a core belief that you're supposed to be the representation of it. Yes. Like, well, this podcast that I want doesn't really exist. So I guess I'll just create it myself. Yep. And that was really the intention straight out the gates. What happened there was a community really built around the show. I didn't monetize it for the first year. I was just consistent, putting out two episodes, loving it, connecting with so many cool people. And then at the end of 2008, eight or 2019, I decided I can't like, I can't do both anymore. I felt so unaligned with building the network marketing business. And I just wanted to kind of, it felt like I was in the ocean and I had a foot on two paddle boards mm. and I was so uncomfortable. I was like, I got to take one foot off and put it on the other one and then try and ride that way. So I decided to take a step back from it. And I was very concerned what people were going to think about it. I was concerned about what the corporate comp like the company would think. Cause I had had all these speaking opportunities with them. I was worried what the leaders of my team were going to think. And I was like, you know what? It's not about that. Like, I want to be this example of someone who normalizes changing your mind and growing and evolving. And I'm just not the person that I was when I started it. It's, it's a great business, but not for me anymore. So I got a lot of really good feedback. Uh, how often do we create these stories in our head of like, oh, like everything's going to yep. combust. <laughs> Right. All the time. All the time. And I was like, you know, like I got a lot of good feedback and I was like, let me just start and see what I can do. So the intention was I would build a live events company. Uh, our first live event was going to be in March of 2020. So curveball. <laughs> yep. uh, and yeah, then it turned into a membership community that I built. And then I built an intro podcasting course, an advanced podcasting course, a merch line. And now we're hosting our first live event. And I do a lot of paid speaking and things like that. So here we are. That's the long, <laughs> long story of kind of all the twists and turns, but really it's just every time that gut feeling comes up, instead of trying to smush it down and shove it away, I'm saying, what can I learn here? How can I grow through this? What is this supposed to teach me? And how can I take action from there? <laughs> I love that so much. I love that you went into so much detail about this because I think that feeling of like, everything looks good on paper. I'm making so much money. Like yeah. even, even for the people that have left 
corporate or like for me, I was college dropout. So I didn't even go the corporate route. I just shoved myself right into entrepreneurship. But even once you've done that, I think people that have felt that already, and then they've allowed themselves to release that and step into entrepreneurship. If they start to feel it again, then it's almost like super amplified the second time, right? Because it's like, okay, now I'm literally doing the thing that I thought I wanted to do and I'm making great money and I've got a lot of followers and I'm, I'm making a huge impact. Right. And I think that's when we feel the most guilty Mm -hmm. is like, if we know we're making an impact on people and we're like, who am I to suddenly decide that what I want to do is like matters more than the impact I'm making on these people. But the truth is like, you could make just as much, if not more of an impact doing something else too. Right. Well, and it's, it, that's the thing is like, I, I have the belief that if it's more aligned, the impact is going to follow that. So it's, it's a, yes. it's more of an opportunity cost of the people that you could impact. If you j- did something that actually lit you up and you were super excited about it and poured into that. And I think the conversation of changing your mind as you evolve is so important to have because you know, it, it's adopted, I think a lot from our parents' generation of the stress of loyalty to a company yeah. or the stress of loyalty to a career path. Like, especially my husband, Zena has navigated this a ton with, he became a dentist and he left dentistry and he's also Persian, which means he has immigrant parents who have a completely different mindset than, than we do about yeah. what's the right solution what's the right path. And I think we don't recognize these like unconscious influences that we have that's telling ourselves, I've done this for X amount of time. So I have to stay in this lane, whether you're in the corporate world or you're an entrepreneur, I've been known for this. I've worked so hard to get here, even if it's not making the type of money or the type of impact that I want to be making, I've worked so hard. I don't want to give it up, but it's like, there are so many transferable skills and isn't the ultimate goal to make whatever amount of time that we have here, because our, our days are numbered and we don't actually know the count. Like, aren't you supposed to be doing something that lights you up to then be a testimony of what's possible for another person too. You yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Like we could just end here and this would be like <laughs> best interview ever. Um, no, I, I love that so much because I think we get so caught up in, in that idea. And like you mentioned that you were really worried what people were going to think. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's those social influences. It's our parents, it's our friends, it's all of that. But it's also just that kind of like inner, well, I did all this work. I put all this time into it. If the next thing flops, I don't think I can come back to this. Right. And so just like that idea of, and we could get all into like the fear of failure that comes with that and all of that stuff. But I think it's just all of these things that pour into us that tell us like, Hey, you've done the work, you've done the thing and everybody's patting you on the back. So now you got to show up for that. You've got to keep going even when you don't feel like it. And I think Mm -hmm. we hear that a lot, right? Like, oh, keep going even on the days that you don't feel like it. And that's great advice, right? In, in context. Yeah. But I think we take it and we apply it to everything. And we're all of a sudden we're like doing the thing that's literally draining us of our energy and Mm -hmm. burning us out. Um, so I want to ask you, because you talked a lot about those kind of inner thoughts. And I know this is something you talk about a lot when a, our audience is primarily women, obviously females on fire. (laughs) Um, so when these women are, are feeling like they're stuck or they're feeling like they're not sure which direction to go, or they're having those inner thoughts of like, I can't leave this thing, or I can't pivot. I can't change my mind. What's your advice to them? Like, what do they do in the moment? Cause it's, you know, I, I love motivation. Give me a motivational speech all day. I get really excited. But at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, you can give me all the motivation, but if I don't know how to apply it, what do I do? So exactly. like, what's your advice for that? Yeah. So I think from a tactical perspective, it's often that fear at the very beginning that keeps us in this negative thought pattern where we can sometimes spiral downwards. And sometimes that fear is to your point, fear of failure, which really is most often fear of other people watching us fail, thinking that that's going to make us, you know, look a certain way, or that's going to mean something about who we are as, as people. Cause as humans, we're meaning creating machines. But I think what I've found for a lot of women that I've worked with and for myself too, honestly, is sometimes when you're going to start something new, or you're going to change your mind about it, 
you have got where you are now. And then you've got this vision, especially women listening to a podcast like this. It's like, you've got this vision of where you want to go. And even if you don't fully believe in yourself, you do have this like inner knowing this like glimmer of like, I do actually believe that I can get there. I don't know how, but I, I believe that I can get there. Well, that distance is so big from the day one of starting that thing. Well, really the day one of trying to get yourself to start that thing. And then that distance of where you want to go, it's, it's so big. And you often, when you're not taking action, you're not getting the clarity and the dopamine hits from making progress. So you look at that space and you label it overwhelming or intimidating, or I'm never going to get there. And then you start to do this thing that we do as humans, where you're asking yourself really crappy questions and you get really crappy answers. Why is she so much better at this than me? Why is she so much further along? How come she can do it? Maybe she can do this and I just can't do this spiral downwards. Right. And then our brain kicks into self-confirming bias. We're looking for all, all of the evidence to prove that we can't actually make a change. Um, and I think it's just kind of recognizing that that's very normal. There's nothing wrong with you if you're doing that, because as humans, our brains, our primal nature is we're wired to stay in familiar thought patterns, to stay in familiar habits, to do the things that we've been doing. That's our wiring. We're not wired to want to jump and, you know, do something that we have no idea what the outcome is, even if we know the outcome could be better than our current situation. So when you first, I think just like acknowledge that it almost normalizes the fear that you're experiencing. And I think it can be difficult when you're trying to get yourself to take action. If you're coming from this place of beating yourself up, like, why can't I just do it? I'm so annoyed by this. Like, oh, I'm just, I feel so stuck, da, 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 insert all the narratives. And then your brain looking for evidence to prove those narratives to be true. So what I like to do from a tactical perspective is so freaking simple, but so powerful is what can you do in the next 24 hours to move the needle forward? any type of progress in the right direction. And sometimes that's calling your shot publicly on the thing that you want to do, even though you don't know how to do it. That's how I started my podcast. I said, I'm starting a podcast. I literally had no idea how to start a podcast. Didn't have a name, nothing like that. Um, But I was like, if I get like, you know, people enrolled in this vision, right, then maybe it will help me get more skin in the game and show up. For someone even listening in, think of like running a marathon. Most of us, probably 98% of us listening into the show, can't run a full marathon tomorrow, but maybe that's a goal that you have on your heart. Well, you can sign up for the marathon, can't run it, but you can sign up for it. Maybe you don't know how to optimize your LinkedIn, but you can find someone who's got a course on that. You want to start a podcast. I I know a girl who's got a course on that, but (laughs) but truly it's like, what can you do to get that dopamine hit to get you moving in the right direction? Because as humans, we crave progress and growth but we stay in these familiar thought patterns and um, then we feel like something's wrong with us. And we make that mean something about ourselves, which is just honestly BS. So recognizing, okay, it's normal that you feel this. That's the first tactical step is like, number one, stop beating yourself up about the, the thoughts that you're thinking. And a term from positive psychology that I think about often and like kind of just a a value that, that positive psychologists have is you're not responsible for your first thought but you're responsible for your second thought always. Ooh, yeah. So your first thought can be like, oh, I suck at this. That's fine. That's a freebie. It's not true, but it's valid that you're feeling whatever you need to feel. Now, number two, that's, that's your next thought that you have to take control of is I don't know how to do this yet. Keyword is yet. I need to take an action in the right direction so I can start to learn. Yep. That's your second thought. You don't get a BS second thought. You get one BS thought and then your yes. second one has to be something constructive. Yeah. And I, I talk about that concept of yet all the time. I always talk yeah. about how it stands for you embrace today, right? Oh, you that's where you good. are yeah, to get yeah. where you go. That's like my big keynote that I give. Yep. But one thing I want to highlight that you said, um, that I think is a really important piece of this that doesn't get talked about enough is you said, how can I bring people into this vision with me? Yes. Right. You, you said you were starting the podcast and you were like, how do I get people in on this vision? And I feel like that's the part we miss a lot of the time Mm -hmm. is, you know, we always hear like, oh, we're not meant to do life alone. We're not meant to do business alone. I think we believe it, but we don't actually go out and like try to implement that in our own lives. And I just look at like my biggest mentors there's no way they did it alone. Like they're constantly talking about the people that were ahead of them that got them there. The people that were on their same level that got them there. The people that were a little bit behind them that were constantly elevating them forward, right? So it's a whole community effort to get any one person into any one thing, right? And I think podcasting, especially, like I think just, it gives you such a a bigger picture, a clearer picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you're such an incredible community builder. So I, I kind of want to like lean into that for a second of like, yeah. how do you get people in on the vision? How do you actually start to like, I don't even love the term networking because yeah. I think it makes it feel too like, here's my business card. Call me if yeah. you need me. <laughs> um, but like, how do you get people to understand? Like, here's where I want it to go. And I want you to come along for the ride. Yes. So love this question. First, I think it starts with you owning it within your current ecosystem of people that are close to you because it's nobody else's job to believe in you, but it's your job to educate people on what it is that you're doing and why it matters. Because so often I think the first problem that we run into is it's our sister or our mom or our significant other or someone that doesn't get our vision. And we often don't even take the time to explain it to them or to explain what support actually looks like. So we write them off and we say, nobody gets me. And then we try and come from this very masculine tunnel vision. Like that's how I'm gonna get to the goal. Like I don't need anybody else. Screw the naysayers, screw the haters. But then again, primally, we're designed to want to belong in community. So it's like that not caring what people think is a, again, a, an idea, like logically it makes sense, but it's actually not very practical because right. the only people that don't care what people think are like sociopaths, right? So like, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really work. So like we can say that and we can give it lip service, but it's okay that you care what people think because when you care what people think, you also care about your impact, which yeah. is a huge fuel source for me, right? So first I think it's like understanding how can I loop people in around me in the vision that I have, even if it makes me so scared, I want to pee my pants saying it out loud. Like yep. how, why does this matter to me? And really digging into that emotional, like not just the why that makes sense logically, like your pageant answer, but digging, digging, digging into like, why does this really matter to you to show up in your business this way in your life in this content that you're creating this podcast, whatever. Right. Um, and letting people know detaching from the outcome of their opinion of you, but taking full radical responsibility of owning your own vision and then enrolling them in it by explaining to them what support would actually look like. Yeah. If we start there, we come from this much more confident place that then we can go out into the world that way, right? And sometimes, you know, it's hard for people to believe in our vision, especially if they're not in this space yeah. because they're coming from their own experience and we can choose to get frustrated by that. Or we can choose to say, I'm curious of their opinion, but it doesn't get much weight because they're not actually in the arena doing it. Yeah. Right. So I think that's really important. Like taking inventory first of like your home base, like the people that you're connecting with on a regular basis. So you can go out into the world with like, I did everything that I can and you feel confident of like, I know what I'm doing. And then it's playing it out for me at least to who's going to benefit as a byproduct, who's going to be negatively impacted if I don't and finding a, a couple people that are close to you rather than just making it about women in their twenties or, you know, <laughs> postpartum moms. It's like, oh. that's so broad. I can't picture that. It's why news stations, you know, don't talk about like all the people that died in a fire. They pick like the family, like a single mom with a kid so that you can actually tie to that emotion. Right. Yeah. Same rules apply for ourselves. So I had to think about like, who is going to be impacted as a byproduct of me going for this big vision, even when I'm scared. And first it was Cena. It was like, how is this going to give him options and choices? And like, how could this create this marriage that I want to grow up in and like us to have this flexibility. And then it's these hypothetical conversations with our future kids with the, we don't even have kids. And I'm thinking about the fact that I know if I look at our kids, I'm going to say, you can do anything that you want in this world. And I want them to be able to look back at me as like living, breathing proof. Like, I know I can, mom, I watched you, not you yeah. told me and you gave it lip service, but you showed me. So that is kind of where I started. And as the business started to scale, like I hired my best friend of 15 years to come into it. I know the success of the business and me showing up impacts her and her family. Then I can take it to a larger scale of like the woman that I'm most excited to serve on paper. She's got this gut feeling that she wants more, but everything makes sense. And she's confused. Cause that's who I was. Right. Yep. So my, my business has changed, but my avatar has felt very similar because it's just a, it's just a prior version of me that I want to help that woman. And then I can expand it, like expand it to the masses. And once I'm clear on that, why I've called my shot on it. Then I can do what I think has been the secret sauce for me. That's not secret at all of community <laughs> building is I, I co-create um, my biggest personal pet peeve in entrepreneurship is when people create behind closed doors and they think they're going to wait for it to be quote unquote perfect, which obviously perfect is completely up to interpretation. Mm -hmm. They think it's going to make them if they, if they spend a lot of time on this thing and then they launch it and everything is like designed well in your email funnel and all this shit 
that you do, whatever, <laughs> that nobody's going to judge you, but you're not exempt from people's judgment, no matter what you do or what you don't do. So how instead the question that I ask is like, how can I co-create with my community? Because yeah. I'm not worried about things that won't do well, like a launch. I'm never worried about a launch not being successful because I co-created with my community. I didn't come up with an idea and then launch it to them. Like, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think about this? Would love to hear your perspective. What problems are you struggling with? I'm doing so much market research that I'm just like co-creating with my own community. And then to your final question, I realize this is a long answer, but I feel like there's a lot of, no, I love it (laughs) is like, and then to your final questions, like you're co-creating with your community, but when you've got this crystal clear vision of where you want to go, then the people that have done the things that you want to do, if you're willing to back it up with action, they want to champion you because they know what it's like to be in your shoes. And when they see you using them as inspiration to chart your own path, they want to help you. Like think how good it feels to help someone like someone who's become a mentor to me and now a friend to me is Lori Harder, who if people don't know her, she has a podcast called Earn Your Happy. And she's like really taking me under her wing to be like, Kesh, like you're growing your podcast at a quicker rate than I've done because you're so transparent. You're way more open with your community. I'll help you with this event thing. Like she literally sat down for like two hours on a Zoom call with me and like was going through all the stuff for our event and was just like, I'd love to speak at it. Like, how can we be part of it? Like all the things that people see that in you if you're brave enough to call your shot and you're open enough about it, because there's not a lot of examples of women that are doing that, that are willing to pull back the curtain, right? Yes. And say, (laughs) I'm just trying to figure this out. I don't have it all perfect, but come with me. Let's do it together. So that's a really long answer. (laughs) No, I love (laughs) it. Like keep preaching. Oh my gosh. No, I, oh God. I love so many things about that. I don't even know where to go, but (laughs) I I love, I'll touch on this and then I'll go back to what I wanted to say. I love that you mentioned that about Lori Harder. First of all, I love her. Um, she's amazing, amazing human. Um, you'll get to be at the event too. I love, yeah. I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of times we see the, the fun graphic that's like, oh, we're having a conference and Lori Harder speaking. And we're like, Oh, I could never get Lori Harder to speak at my conference. Like that, yes. she's so far ahead of me. She's so far above me. And here you are sitting here saying, no, all I did was show up. All I did was co-create. All I did was be transparent. And the people that are a little farther ahead of you, they recognize that. They look back and they see a little bit of themselves in you and they remember what it was like to be there and yes. they want to pull you up. And I think we're so constantly stuck in this space, like mind space of, the people farther ahead of me are focused on getting even farther ahead. So they don't have time to look back and help me. And so we never ask, we never make the ask. We never like do the thing. I was telling you right before we jumped on here that you've been on like my dream guest list for like three years. And I'm like, I got to get around to like writing the right email. And when the time actually came and we were having a conversation, I literally just DM'd you like, PS, what do you want to be on the podcast? It was like the lamest possible way to ask. And I was like, yeah, but it worked. And I think, I think sometimes we forget that, like you mentioned it being perfect. And I think we get so stuck on, I'm not there. I'm not big enough. I don't have a big enough following. They're not going to care about me because you know, I'm so small over here. And in reality, like you're the one making yourself small yeah, because you're backing yourself into this corner with Mm -hmm. nobody in your corner, right? Nobody with you. Um, and I, I love that oh. idea of, of co-creating and stuff too. Well, it just made me think like, as you're talking, cause like, I'm such a imagery person in my head where like thinking of, as you're backing yourself up against the wall, you don't get to complete this chain that I think as women, it's really important for us to recognize our responsibility in this, yes. like to raise the necessity to show up and feel a little bit of the weight of the fact that your testimony is showing someone else what's possible where Lori can extend her arm back and help me. And I can extend my arm back and help you. And someone, you can extend your arm back and help Marissa. I'm just like making something up, right? Like, Ooh, I help, love this and, we're, and we're all like raising, yes. like, and someone ahead of like Jamie Kern Lima can raise her, you know, arm back and help Lori. Like, it's like, we're all doing this and we all get so much fulfillment and joy from doing it that we're robbing other people of the opportunity to get to help us if we don't tell them what we need help with. And yes. it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be able to help you. That's a couple of steps ahead. Cause to your right. point, it's like, yes, that they're going to be busier and there might be stuff going on, but I do think it is really powerful to recognize that people are genuinely rooting for you, especially when they see you take action. So it's like, how can you, instead of making it about this distance between where you are now and where you want to go being a problem, how yes. can you instead be like, you know what? 
this is a huge get, like, this is a huge opportunity for me to reframe this perspective. And I love what you even said about like what you talk about with this, like yet concept Mm -hmm. is kind of how I think about this, like qualification period of like how much time you need in order to get where you want to go to build the skills so that when you get there, it doesn't all spontaneously combust. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't, and people don't talk about that enough. So I love that you talk about that too, is like, it's all this like narrative, especially on social media. People are like, get there more quickly. That makes you more successful. But it's like, hold up. (laughs) Wait, I don't have the skills yet to maintain it. If I, if I don't have the time to learn what I need to learn in pursuit of those goals, because then when I look back at the path, I'm like, there's no path. I have no idea what I learned. I just (laughs) got here. Right. Yes. And also it's not very motivating for other people. If you just see someone who feels like they're always crushing it, I'm like, you're lying. Something's falling apart. It's probably your marriage. I don't know. It's so (laughs) exhausting. And like, I've always said, I I never even want to be that person, right? Like if somebody's looking up to me and like, I'm ahead of them. I don't ever want somebody to look at me and be like, oh, she's doing all these things. It's going so well. Like everything's so easy for her. And that's why I'm constantly like, let's bring on guests who are willing to talk about how hard it freaking was. Yeah. Or like the, the horrible thing that happened that they had to work through to now get here. And oh, I think I got we, a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh girl. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. But I think we, I think we can always look back at our own journey and we're like, oh yeah, like I had to go through this and I had to go through this and I'm so proud of myself for that. But we never take that and apply it to the future. We never look forward and go, oh, wait a minute. There's still going to be things that I have to go through and work through and learn and, and all of that. But then we're looking at people ahead of us going, oh, but they didn't have to go through all this. They just magically got there. And it's like, no, like they had to work hard for it too. I remember, uh, several years ago, this like changed my life and it was just the simplest thing. I don't even remember who it was. I know it was a guy, but it was a mentor of one of my mentors had tweeted something and they shared it. And it was like, it took me like 17 years, 114 days and six hours to become an overnight success. And that changed my life. Cause it was just that concept of like what everybody else sees you doing is not actually what it took to get there. Right. And even your like closest circle or the community that those people that have been with you from the jump, right? Like even Mm -hmm. they don't know what all it took behind the scenes and what it was like on your worst days to Mm -hmm. actually get where you are. Well, I, what I love about that too, is it kind of makes you mad, right? Like, so I I think like using the things that bug you or make you frustrated is actually a really powerful fuel source to the type of example that you want to set. Cause like that clearly, even just you talking about it, it makes you frustrated. We're like, why are people not doing this? But instead of being frustrated by it, you're like, wait a second, I'm going to continue to keep cranking up the dial on my transparency because I want to be what I can't see. And I think people and people need that example, right? Where it's like, that was one of the things like to your exact point is, you know, I mean, I literally an episode at the time that we're recording this, an episode that I dropped on Empower Her was about how I had the intention that when we sold, like we have our first live event that's coming up in October. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, which I can't wait to see that. (laughs) But like when I, when I launched the tickets, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to sell out in the first 12 hours. Keep in mind, nobody, including Lori, who I talked to in depth about this, who's done this for 10 years and has a bigger audience than I do. Nobody sells out their event in their first, their first event in the first 24 hours. Like nobody does that. I don't know why I just maybe I'm like positive Polly (laughs) where I was like, it's going to sell out right away. And I literally recorded an episode on the podcast about how it didn't happen and how at first, if I'm really honest, I was surprised by that, but quickly I had to reframe, like, what's my definition of success? And it kind of goes back to this idea of like, if I want to be in the live event space and I want to be in the come with me, let's figure this out together type of community building space, then if I would have sold out the event right away, I wouldn't have been able to give anyone advice on how to sell out an event. Cause I literally wouldn't have known how I did it. I would have been like, Oh, just have a podcast that has millions of downloads and then sell out your event. Like <laughs> so that's, annoying. that's so <laughs> annoying. Right. And it's so not practical. And I was like, I actually would be robbing myself of the creative element of learning how to sell tickets and fun things that we can do and getting to have people like come along on the ride of this 
I actually would be robbing myself of a lot of impact and fulfillment, which are my two driving forces. And the dopamine hit that comes from that, of like selling something out that's so massive, like a 500 person women's event, your first time doing it is so huge, but then you're done. Yeah. Then you don't get to sell tickets because you don't have space. You don't get those little mini dopamine hits along the way, which is what we actually crave as humans is progress and growth and taking it to the next level. So I don't know. I just think that's like been a really, that's like, so it's cool that you brought this up because literally at this exact moment, that's something that's been on my mind right now is like, how can I be more transparent? Cause it bugs me when people aren't, it bugs me when I see people on social media talk about their live events that they sold out. And I'm like, I know that wasn't the story. Cause I know you or (laughs) how many people you had at your event. I'm like, I know you didn't have that many people at your event or like, what I'm like, why are we playing this game? Let's be more transparent. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I just kind of want to speak to that for a second that just to show that there are two sides to every story. You're like, Oh, we didn't sell out. Like, you know, that, that kind of got to you for a second. I saw you post the other day and you were like, we sold over 200 tickets in the first like 24 hours or whatever. Yeah. And I was, I was on it. Like you, I was on, I'm on your text list. And so as soon as the tickets went live, I was like, give me that VIP seat. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm going, I'm there. Um, so I bought in fast and, and as, as soon as I saw that post and you were like, we had over 200 women in the first like 24 hours, yeah. I got that same little feeling that you had because, you know, we've got some things coming up in the pipeline. <laughs> I, I got that little feeling that you got where I was like, oh my God, she sold out 200 tickets in like 24 yeah. hours. Like, oh my gosh, we'll never be able to sell out that many in 24 hours. So it was that yeah. same feeling. And, and you're over here like, oh, we only sold 200. And so yeah. it just like goes to show you that there's always somebody who's like looking at the thing that you're like, not even this was a failure, but like this didn't yeah. go the way I wanted. Yeah. And they're over here like, I'm never going to get to that level. Oh my gosh. And yeah. it's, it's that reframe of like, you just did something that somebody else feels like is impossible. Yeah. And I think it's cool when you can reframe that for yourself and then use that as the, as the driving motivation. Right. Yep. And to be so honest about it, when people aren't willing to talk about that, like it's like, it's just so important. And I I have to constantly ask myself, like, how can I raise the necessity to want to show up, especially being so consistent in something like the podcasting space, right? Putting out two episodes a week and doing this, like staying in it, like I have for three and a half years now, it's like, what's going to keep driving me to keep going? Well, it's, it's to think about the benefit of other people. If I'm willing to be transparent, I just think that that's like one of my things here. So to to the women listening into this, it's like asking yourself, like, what is the thing that you're most excited for people to talk to you or talk about you about, you know, at the end of your life where I'm like, I just want people to see me as like, Oh, she was excited and she was passionate, but she also showed me what was possible for me. Like, that's what I want people to say. Not like she crushed all her goals and (laughs) she always looked amazing. And she like had the best, I don't know. Made a million dollars. And yeah, yeah. it's like, really like who cares, you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. So juicy. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Cause I can, yes. I can literally <laughs> keep you here all day. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. I think that's a good like stopping point. Um, but I just, I love this conversation. I hope if anybody's, you know, listen, if anybody's listening, there's people listening uh, <laughs> when you're listening to this, I hope that some key takeaways you get from this are like, be bold, like make the ask yeah. and put yourself out there and, and just like go for the thing and don't be afraid to make that reframe for yourself because wherever you're at, even if you feel like it's like bottom of the barrel, rock bottom, like you couldn't get any lower, somebody's looking up at you and saying, oh, she's farther along than me and I'll never get there. So be that person who's transparent, be that person who's bold. And sometimes you get the no, sometimes you have to be bold, like multiple times with the (laughs) same person, right? Make the ask multiple times, but you'll get there. And it's going to feel so much better when you do, right? Yeah. Uh, so Keisha, we're going to close it out with our rapid fire round. This is just a couple of fun questions that I'm always curious about with other entrepreneurs. And I think our audience likes to know, yeah. are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What is something that you do every day, maybe a morning routine or a practice or something that just makes you feel alive and on fire? It's super simple because I'm really into habit stacking. When I brush my teeth in the morning, I'm thinking about what I'm excited about for the day and like priming my brain. And then at night, I, when I brush my teeth, I'm thinking about the things that I'm proud of myself for. And it can't be anything tied to something that I accomplished, but instead how I showed up in that moment, Ooh. right? Like 
Yeah. Not like I wrote, I wrote the copy for my website, but for me, I'm really squirrely. So like writing the copy means like I sat down and stayed focused and present writing some, doing something that I didn't want to do because I knew that it needed to get done. And I pride oh, myself for that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love that. That's such a good one. Yes. All right. What is the last book or podcast that you loved? Oh gosh. Um, Trent Shelton was on Ed Milet show and it was a, it was a while ago, but it was literally one of the most powerful episodes. He lost his mom around the same time that my husband lost his dad. And I think like grief is a really complicated emotion to process because it lingers for a long time for forever. Um, and the way that Trent speaks is like nobody I've ever seen speak. So he's my absolute favorite, especially when he's interviewed on other shows. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I love I, I remember that interview and I love it. So that's such a great, it's perfect. Um, if someone asked for your advice on their next business investment, what would you recommend that they do or what tool or resource would you tell them to buy? I would say, oh, like I would recommend them to focus on build, like reframing entrepreneurship as building confidence, like tiny little things that you can do to start moving in the right direction. I would encourage them to do that. And then I would say, get in the room of people that are a couple steps ahead of you, because you are going to have to borrow a lot of belief from people that are further along to make you understand that it's possible for you when you're just starting something new. So the reframe of like, what can I do today to win the day? three tiny little things that are easy to do, but are easy not to do. So it feels like it's putting deposits in your confidence bucket, stacking the wins. Like that's the reframe in your mindset rather than just how quickly can I get there? How can I build confidence? And then that tactical thing of like, what can I do to get myself into a room with people that are going to get me that when I tell them my vision, they don't think I'm crazy. They instead are like, how can I help you? How can we do this together? That's been the two biggest things for me is like, I get myself in rooms um, and I get connected to people. I don't try and do it by myself. Yes. I love that. Don't do it by yourself. I think that's a big, big key takeaway from this one. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, we are all about shouting out other women here at Females on Fire. So who is another woman that you absolutely love following or learning from or having in your corner that you want to give a shout out to? I think, I mean, I'm going to have to just say Lori, because I, I feel like it's really powerful when you can see someone else who's been so transparent. And I like the qualities that I love so much are transparency and women who aren't trying to pretend like their issues all together. And she really embodies that in a very raw, open way. So if you haven't checked out her podcast, she, this is like a plug for Lori, but check out her podcast too. We'll have to um, tag her. Yeah, yeah tag her. <laughs> we'll have to tag her and be like, Lori, this is a big love fest for you. I love her. I think she's amazing. She's been um, a huge mentor to me too, in ways that she probably yeah. doesn't even know. So um, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person, but um, definitely yes. one to follow. All right. Last rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Fall in love with the process rather than what the process can produce. And I I give that to myself. I might've actually, I mean, I'm kind of the one that said it. So that sounds weird to use my own, but like (laughs) it's, but it's like the forefront of everything because the outcome of things is never guaranteed, but the process sure as hell is. So it's like, I just want to soak up and love my Tuesdays as much as my Saturdays. And I want to love selling something in as yep. much as I'm going to love being on the stage of that thing. Like I've got to figure out constantly how to make the process more enjoyable. And that's always the advice that I'm going to give to anyone. I live with an Enneagram three achiever. Who's really focused <laughs> on the goal all the time. And I'm constantly bringing it back to like, but like, let's soak up the process. Cause like, you don't get your days back and I just want to make them count, you know? Yeah. I feel that way about my Enneagram six husband. Cause he's the opposite. He's like, so worried about everything that's going to go wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, can we just like, enjoy this moment for like two seconds before you fall apart? Thanks. <laughs> but I, I love, love that. No, I think, I think that's the, that should be the motto for entrepreneurship, honestly, because yeah. it's always in process. Right. Um, that actually makes me think of, um, my like favorite speech of all time is 13 truths from Matthew McConaughey. So not oh, even, I've never not, heard of that. Not even a motivational speaker, just like a big yeah. actor who gave a speech at a graduation once. Look it up. It's amazing. Um, I love it. But one thing he says in there is joy is always in progress. Mm. And I think that's really powerful that like, and it's not just joy, right? Entrepreneurship is always in progress. Like everything that we do as humans is always in progress. It's always a work in progress. And I don't think you ever really like get there, you know, yeah. like you never really get to the destination because by the time that you do, 
you've changed the destination, right? So true. So, Um, so true. I love that so much. Well, tell everybody, I know you've got the conference, you've got the podcast, you've got so many things going on. Tell everybody what they need to check out and where they can go find and follow you. You're so sweet. I just am so happy to be connected with you. I can't wait to meet <laughs> you. Um, so yeah, so we were having our live women's conference. It's called Empower Her Live. It's going to be 500 women from all across the country, even globe coming together. We've got eight powerhouse keynote speakers and lots of opportunity to connect with like-minded women. And the intent of the event is to help people feel inspired to take action and really level up in their life, their career, their business, their relationships, but also to leave feeling connected. So that's a huge part of why I wanted to host this event is because I just think there's a lot of power in community, but there's also power in like calling your shot and getting in the room. You can check out all the details. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, or you can head to cagefitzgerald.com slash event. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm most excited about right now. That's right. So it's a big yeah. stretch for me. And I just know how transformative it's going to be for all of the women that are there, including you. So I yes. can't wait. I can't yes. wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I will be there. So you guys grab a VIP ticket. We'll sit together. It'll be great. We'll just have a whole females yes. on fire club in the front row. It'll oh. be awesome. Um, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Grab your tickets because they're going fast. All of that will be in the show notes um, and the description down below of wherever you're listening to this. You can also text the word fire to Keisha's text list, hop on her text list. She sends the best like motivational little reminders and stuff. So you definitely want to be on that. Uh, Keisha, thank you so much. I mean, I just, oh, like we're like locking in a dream moment for me here. Um, But I'm so excited that we got to have you on, not just for me, but just for everything that you brought to the table today. And I just appreciate you so much like coming on and just giving your time and like being fully transparent because not a lot of people are. And I think that's making an even bigger impact than you realize. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I'm so happy to be here and connect with your community. So thank you. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.